Bonito. Ladies and gentlemen, we are tonight. We are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I called him like I see some, all right? And Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. Look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my dick. And you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for the rundown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Episode 402. I am your consummate host, Troy. Joining me this week, it's the return of that big dick energy himself. Jason is here. What is up? It's good to be back. I apologize for my recent absences. Uh, I've been in the midst of a playoff push with my son's little league team, and we are one win away from hoisting that championship. So shout out to the Nationals, and uh, let's bring it home on Saturday, boys. All right, but it just it just wouldn't be the rundown if it's just me and Jason. That's more your NXT. Oh, that, that, that was the rundown for quite a while, actually. <laughs> no, it's, no one's talking. Because joining us, <laughs> Sal is here. I am here. The new rundown featuring Sal because the old rundown was literally Jason and Troy for about sixty straight weeks. How <laughs> does fucking Sal now has more consecutive weeks than me? What the fuck? Oh, you know, right. That's right. are made to be broken, man. Uh, but we are not done because joining us to make it a four-man fucking carrot stew. Ginger's here. What's going on, guys? Uh, Jason, while I have you here, thank you for that inch. I really appreciated that last week. Uh, not as much as your wife, I'm sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> What do you mean, hey, oh, it's true. I, hey, mean, man, I mean, she enjoyed know. an extra inch. Hey, well, you know, you, you, uh, hit the, you hit the bullseye twice, so. Surgery was successful, thank you. <laughs> Although it looks yeah, a little... You missed less time than I did, look at that. <laughs> look to the left. <laughs> so, before we get into things, Jason, why don't you go ahead and, and tell everyone what they can do right here now if they are listening live. Well, if you're watching us live on YouTube, you can look over on the right-hand side of your screen... At least on the web app. I'm not. It's a little different on mobile, but it is there somewhere. You just got to hunt for it a little bit. There is a box, a little chat box. We like to call it our Smathers Lounge, where you can slide in. You can slide your pants off. You can slide anything into anything else that you want while you're in there. Because, hey, fucking what happens in the Smathers Lounge stays in the Smathers Lounge. Except for herpes. That shit comes out with you. But you can interact with the show. Tell us what you want to us to talk about. Tell us what you think about what we're already talking about. Tell us to go fuck ourselves. Just tell us something. We love feedback, and we are desperately insecure. All right. So we go from talking about the Smithers Lounge to going to the Sexy Lounge, because it's time to give our last 
eight matchup results for the first round and a move right along to the second round. Uh, of course, you can go over to runonwrestling.com right now and vote for the uh, hottest WWE male talent tournament. Right now, all second round matchups are sitting there waiting for your input. And much like that, I'm waiting for some input as well. So, let's go ahead and throw some dicks in it. Our first matchup that we had for our for the first round. Finn Balor versus Kurt Angle. <sighs> I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, this must have been this must have been a fucking close one. Nip so and talk, right? I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, we have the lowest percentage of votes gathered by one individual. Didn't somebody get a zero in the women's tournament? I'm talking about just the men's tournament. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm not even going to ask who everyone picked because everyone knows we all picked Finn Balor. With 94% of the votes, 218 to 13, Finn Balor moves on. So yes. Jesus Christ, Kurt Angle voted for himself 13 times? What the fuck? <laughs> you know? Well, I, actually, I think only six of them were him, and the other seven were probably Jason Jordan. Probably. <laughs> I'm not in this tournament, but I'll get you through, Daddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then our next matchup, Dolph, ironically, Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston. Uh, Ginger, which one you got? I'd, I'd probably go Dolph. Dolph, yeah. Okay, you can go Adolph. Good to know. Yep. Uh, Jason? Uh, not Dolph. Okay. <laughs> did you forget? Really, who he was that's gonna be my answer you... most of the time. Okay, I wasn't sure if you forgot who he was against or if you were just saying as like a blanket. No, statement. no, it's more of an anti-Dolph <laughs> sentiment than anything else. Okay. Uh, Sal. Yeah, I agree with Jason. Not Dolph. Okay. Well, you know, once you go Dolph, it makes you want to Rolf. Um, so. <laughs> With a vote of 155 to 76, Dolph Ziggler moves on. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's probably the chess, dude. Well, <laughs> or lack thereof. Yeah. Uh, so that takes us to our next matchup, which will be AJ Styles versus Dave Batista. I seriously thought you were going to be like A Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> a Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> Sorry, A Dolph Zigheil. Um, so yeah, AJ Styles versus Batista. Uh, Sal, which one you got? Styles, right? Come on. You like that mom haircut? Yeah. <laughs> Jason. Yeah, I'll go AJ. Okay. Ginger. With ha- AJ. You were going to say something, there, buddy? With hair straight out of a shampoo commercial. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, at least he's got some. Well, if it's a Japanese shampoo commercial, then we can have it as a main event of WrestleMania. So, yep. Well, this with a vote of one nineteen to one twelve. Oh, our closest matchup this week. Batista moves on. Ah, uh, that is at least by our count an upset. Yeah. So that takes us to Carl Anderson versus. Well, Eddie. hold on, hold on, hold on. Before before we finish yes. off that, have yes. we ever answered the question of how big Batista's dick is? No, we haven't because nobody's ever been able to give us that. Unless uh, I think it was recently answered. Was it? 
And apparently it's huge. Well, I mean, that's the gimmick anyway, but as far as, like, how big, what does somebody take out a fucking ruler? Like, Well, I know somebody, somebody said that it was eight inches, but I, I think he just agreed just to let the fucking thing die. But, he, I mean, eight inches is big, dude. <laughs> I mean, For some of you. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we'll ever fucking know. And he's getting too old for, like, that... For him to be like sharing dick pics or anything like that, otherwise it's just going to be like Brett Favre. So it's going to be oh, <laughs> balls. <laughs> I mean, look, the guy is still in great shape, but he he did for like the better part of three decades have a have a son around his belly button. So, uh, all right, so moving right along to Carl Edwards versus Carl Edwards, Carl Anderson <laughs> versus Epico. <laughs> now, was I t- thinking about the racer or was I thinking about the baseball player? <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. The answer is yes. Uh, well, technically, one of them's retired. The other one, I think, is in the minors at this point. Uh, so, Jason, who you got? Anderson or Epico? Uh, I'm going to go Carl Anderson, because if he's good enough for a hot Asian wife, then good enough for me. Yep. Uh, Ginger? I'm in agreement with that one. All right. Uh, Sal? I'm in agreement. I'd be a little nervous about a guy whose nickname is Machine Gun. But, you know. Uh, <laughs> vote of, uh, I mean, at least it's not Jackhammer. Uh, vote of 195 to 36. Carl Anderson moves on. Uh, so then that takes us to the man formerly known as Dean Ambrose taking on Scott Dawson. Uh, Sal. I, I will go with the wrestler formerly known as Dean Ambrose. All right. Ginger. Shocker. <laughs> been sucking his dick on this show for years. Why stop now? Oh, that's true. So good to have you back there, buddy. I mean, you, <laughs> I mean if anything, you know, if, you, if you're sucking John Moxley off, there's a chance that Renee Young is over in the corner flicking the bean, so, you it's know. True, fair at least At least you can kind of, like, Look give it... You can kind of, like, you can kind of, like, the, the dick will be, like, half in your mouth. You'll be looking over it and be like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> flicking the bean like Mean Joe Green. That's right, baby. Uh, I think what I about asking, Mean Mark Green? Yeah, I think I was asking Ginger what he thought about. What's that guy? Uh, I'd probably go Scott Dawson. Okay. See, there's there's a reason why um, not many people know this, but uh, Lisa was actually once um, in she was once a carny. Uh, she was actually a sword swaller. It's the only person that Jason could get that could handle it. So. Uh, Jason, Ironically <laughs> enough, I spent one summer working as a carny. Nice. So nice. Yeah. that's how you met your wife. Go ahead and go ahead and give me pick on this one. <laughs> um, shit. Don't quit. Hold on. Don't, don't quit. Da- Dawson versus who? Again? Uh, D- uh, John Mox. John Ambrose. Okay, so John so on, so on principle, this is a WWE tournament. I'm voting for Scott Dawson because okay. Ambrose isn't a thing anymore. Because Gene Ammox left. <laughs> uh, vote of 172 to 59. Dean Ambrose moves out. Ugh. So he's afraid. He's afraid of Dawson. It's a bunch of chicken mocks. That's right. Uh, that takes us to Andrade versus Brian Kendrick. A couple of a couple of little boys battling it out here. 
I don't mean little. It's like Andrade. It's Andrade. Let's, I'm let's... like, dude, Andrade is like six feet taller than fucking Brian Kendrick. Like, all right, not really, and, but like. He's got that Latino heat. It's fucking Andrade. It's Andrade. Yeah. yeah. All right, so a vote of 195 to 36. <laughs> Andrade's moving on. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, uh, so that takes us to then Zack Ryder versus Drew Gulak. Uh, pretty sure that Gulak was on every single one of our fucking shows this week. Uh, so <laughs> I know I know he was on NXT. I'm pretty sure he showed up on 205 Live as well. So he, he was did. not he on was Raw or SmackDown. He was not on Raw SmackDown, but he's on our show right now because we're talking about him taking on Zack Ryder. So Jason Ryder or Gulak? Uh, I feel like Ryder would annoy the fuck out of me at some point, and I'm just gonna go with Gulak. I feel like both of them would annoy the fuck out of you though. I don't know. Gulak seems like he'd be sort of chill if he wasn't wrestling. You know, I mean, Ryder Ryder does have that sort of like personality that he loves like video games and shit like that. But yeah, but he'll be trying to fist you with his action figures and shit. And he's <laughs> like, I do yeah. feel like I do feel like most of his like uh, action figure Royal Rumbles just ends with them like mock humping each other. Well, so. and, and it basically just it's gonna escalate until you get to those like hard plastic LJN figures. Oh just, Jesus, that shit's gonna hurt. So. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be like those old figures where like their their bodies are stationary and their feet would like pop up in you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's gonna I'm be. All, I'm all set. Yeah. Uh, Sal. <laughs> wow. What a what the fuck interesting dynamic that turned into. Uh, Ryder. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Ryder. I don't even know her. <laughs> uh, God, Ryder. I think yeah. I'd go Ryder. All right. A vote of one twenty-five to one hundred six. Zack Ryder moves on. Our final matchup of the week is, well, I was going to say the aforementioned Fandango, but that was pre-show. Fandango versus Leo Rush. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ginger. <laughs> Fandango. This is Jason. Uh, Fandango. Uh, Sal. Fandango. All right. With a vote of 196 to 35... Fandango moves on. So that takes us to, as I said, round two, where you can go right now and vote on all 16 matchups in the second round. They are as follows. Roman Reigns takes on his doppelganger, Jamie Uso. Tony Nice takes on Juan Cena, who gets some mysterious boners. Uh, Xavier Woods <laughs> <laughs> takes on Bobby Lashley. Bobby Roode takes on Tyler Breeze. Drew McIntyre versus Elias. Mike Kanellis, soon to be formerly known as Mike Kanellis, takes on Daddy Dash Wilder. Uh, EC3 takes on the uh, Russian Viper Randy Orton. Ali takes on Seth Rollins. On the other side of the bracket, we've got Ricochet versus Cesaro. Again, rather timely on that. Uh, Humberto Carrillo takes on Seamus O'Shaughnessy. Uh, Sammy Zayn takes on Budrick Murphy. Apollo Crews versus The Miz. Finn Balor versus Dolph Ziggler. So, bye, Dolph. Uh, <laughs> you can goose step your way on out of here, buddy. Uh, Batista takes on Carl Anderson. Uh, Gene Moxler takes on Andrade. And Zack Ryder versus Fandango. Hmm. So, go to rundownwrestling.com right now and vote. <coughs> Vote now, vote often, vote as many times as you fucking want. We don't give a fuck. So, let us uh, talk about Super Showdown. 
So, all right. So, well, we did that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I I do have a feeling that we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, obviously. Um, but here goes. So the Usos defeated the Revival. Didn't see it. All right. The kickoff show, right? All right. All right. So show show of of vocal hands because it's an audio podcast. How many people actually watch Super Showdown? I watched watch most parts. Of it. I did watch most of it. Yeah. Okay. I watched it all. All right. Good. The Usos versus Revival. Decent match. Kickoff match. No big deal. So that took us to right off the bat. Seth Rollins defending against Baron Corbin. Yeah, uh, Seth opening a pay per view for the second consecutive month for the Universal Title match. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was weird too because I, I got it the first time they did it. It was, mm-hmm. it, was it made sense of that. This one it was just like, why? You know, there's there's plenty of other <laughs> plenty of yeah, other, you know other matches that would have that could have gone on first. You know what's fucked about that is that's what got me to turn it on because I heard on Twitter like, hey, they're opening with Seth versus Corbin, and after a few minutes I was like, I wonder if Brock is gonna cash in, and I turned it on, so that fucking yeah. works. Uh, so Rollins, I, I did love fucking Rollins Avengers Quantum Gear, Quantum Realm yes, Gear. Yes. That was fucking sweet. Yeah, very. That much might so. be my that might be his favorite gear that I've seen so far yeah. for me. I I agree. I've 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 really enjoyed. Um, a lot of the different inspired outfits that he's had. Um, this one in particular was really cool, uh, and it suits him too. Uh, <laughs> John on the side, I think, assuming when we're talking about Drew Gulak not being on Raw or SmackDown, uh, said they would have to have cut some of the 17 hours of Shane <laughs> to get more room on the main roster shows. Nice. They're not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Seth winds up winning. Um, and then Brock Lesnar's music continued to hit throughout this match, just fucking with <laughs> Seth Rollins. Uh, finally, he comes out. Baron Corbin hits a, an end of days, uh, fucks off. Lesnar comes in the ring. Uh, then Paul Heyman trips getting into the ring, thus launching the briefcase halfway across the fucking ring, uh, which apparently was enough of a distraction for Seth to grab a chair and beat the ever-loving piss out of Brock Lesnar, thus assuring that he would leave with the championship. Oh, he dick punched him first. Oh, did they first? He he tiger uppercutted him into yeah. the fucking nutsack. Then he grabbed the chair and beat the piss out of him. Sorry. <laughs> How could I forget a dick punching? <laughs> so I mean, at least he got distracted by something reasonable, unlike somebody's random music fucking hitting. So yeah. true. Uh, I've yet I've yet to understand why someone's music hitting causes you to go into a trance where you have to stare up the aisle for two minutes until that person comes up. But I don't know. Ask, ask Ali. Maybe he's epileptic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so any, anything else that really stood out in this match? Nope. Uh, I thought Corbin did a pretty good job. Yeah, I thought uh, the, the in-ring work by Corbin was, was good. Um, I thought him... The end of days is still one of my favorite moves, just the way it looks and everything like that. And and when you get a guy like Seth who knows how to sell moves, it's yep. always going to look better, too. Um, so then we got our second surprise of the night. Uh, as after Andrade came out, the demon emerged. Finn Balor oh, comes out. Oh, that a surprise. Was that a surprise? They advertised it, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember hearing that they were going to advertise it. Uh, they totally know, Liam, advertised it on the yeah. Raw beforehand. The graphic was the demon. Now they advertised it actually like a month out that it was the demon. Oh, 
Yeah. Well, Not you know, so much surprise. Dude, it's it's very it's very hard to hold my attention on Raw anymore. It's so fucking Fair. boring. All right. Fair. Most of the time, I just I wind up just looking at porn on my phone and jerking off. All right. So uh, Finn Balor is continues his streak of winning as the Demon. Um, proceeds to successfully defend the IC Championship. Um, Demon's he, never lost in WWE. No, correct. Even yeah, I was gonna and say. they brought that up specifically. The commentators brought that up, so you know they're gonna make a thing out of it. He did lose in NXT. He yes. never lost on the main roster. That's correct. Uh, was it Joe that he that he lost to? Yes, as the demon though. Yes, as yep. the demon. Yep, that the was steel cage match. The blow. That's off. right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That was that was the big thing was everyone was like was all like Ooh, but it it put Joe over good. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything else you to talk about with this one? I thought Andrade fucking this match. I think if it was like in a smaller building, the crowd would have been fucking blowing up the entire time. Yeah, I could see that. If it was if it was maybe a guy that isn't so well known as being a supporter of gay people. Maybe it would be a little bit better Possibly. for him. I, look, I'll, I'll say this. Obviously, you know, Andrade's going to put on a damn good match with Finn. Um, uh, have they announced that they're continuing this feud at uh, um, Stomping so, Grapes? Uh, Andrade has been out due to the death of his father. So, Oh. Uh, that's also yeah, go ahead, why... Go making another fucking joke, Sal. <laughs> that's, also no, why, I, that's also why... <laughs> Char- that's also why Charlotte was also not on SmackDown. We all make jokes about dead people on this show, Sal. So. Yeah, that's right. So I would say probably, but that's why we have why we did not see this feud continue yet because yes, he had he had a death in the family and Oof. him and Charlotte were both off him. Right. I'd like to see him get another match. So, do you think um, we'll go like old school with it and there'll be a scene where like Andrade is riding his dad's? Here's his casket as they drive away. As no, as I think that's Andrade's taking that belt. You were a here's, bastard. So, so wait a second. Here's the problem with the idea of having another fucking match between these two. The demon is sort of like the ultimate of a feud. Yeah. yeah you, like you don't go back to yeah. fighting Finn Balor after you fought the demon. The demon's sort of the end of the story. Right. Yeah. True. Which kind of sucks because that wasn't a very good blow-off story. Like, spot. <laughs> well, I mean... It depends on what you're what you're planning to do from here. I mean, yeah. if you plan on having Andrade to do something for a little bit to build him back up, other than face Finn Balor again, then that makes sense. Or if you're eventually going but to have... Guys, it doesn't happen. This is what we fucking talked about. This is the shit that the wild card fucking kills. We yeah. don't see these guys on TV because we gotta have fucking Roman Reigns for 20 minutes on every fucking show. We gotta... And God, we didn't even have fucking Roman Reigns on either show this week, but we needed 25 goddamn minutes of Shane McMahon and fucking Drew, Drew McIntyre. Yep. So... This is the shit. When I said months ago it was going to kill the fucking mid-card, this was the shit I was talking about. We're not going to see these guys in any sort of meaningful programs. Yeah, I mean, it's been a month since Finn Balor wrestled on TV. Yeah. There should never be a month of time that Finn Balor doesn't wrestle unless he's hurt, okay? Because the dude is a star. Like, you don't look like that and not be used, okay? Well, not only well, that, everybody else is getting shoved into these multi-man matches. Yeah. You know, six man, eight man tags, and yet Shane can have the mic for 20, I, 30 fucking dude, minutes. So. I wouldn't be fucking shocked if fucking Finn Balor's chasing our truth down the hallway in a month. Like, it wouldn't <laughs> shock me at all. Finn, Finn has always been 
teetering on that edge where because of the fact that he's a smaller guy, you know Vince just wants to just be done with him. But the crowd loves him because for obvious reasons, because he's really fucking good. Uh, but yeah, again, he is much like what Daniel Bryan had to do, has had to fight the stigma of he's a smaller dude, you know? And that's hard to do when you've got Vince at the helm there. Because Vince is a body mark, and again, Roman Reigns is a big fucking dude. So, uh, speaking of of, uh, of Roman Reigns, though, Roman Reigns unsuccessfully faced off against Shane McMahon, the best in the world, in a shit match. Yeah, I Don't told you guys me. this is exactly what was going to happen. Shane was going to somehow get a pin, I mean, and they're going to continue. I mean. But Adam and Jeff also I, picked that, so it's, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, if you're going to drop things like, I told you guys, you should probably be at the top of the leaderboard of predictions. I'm just saying. Yeah, it seems... Uh, <laughs> it seems and like you that, were. Congratulations. Huge. That that leaderboard is full of big dick energy. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he was tied. With with known terrible procrastinator Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um so Lars Sullivan took on Lucha House Party and wound up getting a DQ victory out of it, which yeah. I thought was kind of weird. But it was Lucha House Party; nobody gives a shit. It's Lars Sullivan. <laughs> they, by the way, yet again busted him open in this match. It it very much seems like they do not like Lars Sullivan. <laughs> it's almost as if they were on that muscle bodybuilding forum. Yeah, <laughs> could be. <laughs> Dude, or the shit was posted in the locker room. <laughs> yes, he did. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm very, very interested to see that every time they face his against them, they bust him open. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, and and I said this coming into this fucking event because we had the whole conversation about are we going to watch this event, and I, yeah, I said not from a morality standpoint, but from a boredom. Nothing ever fucking happens at these shows yeah. standpoint. Yep. So here's what I'm talking about. We couldn't even fucking blow off Lars Sullivan versus the Lucha House Party at this thing. Yep. We had to do it so that we could blow that off on Raw. Yep. Like, this show wasn't even big enough to blow off this feud at. So going forward, I don't ever want to hear the phrase "some big things are going to happen on this show" because nope, no. it's fucking not clearly. But it's the equivalent of WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the equivalent of WrestleMania. There was no title changes. Yeah, nothing happened at WrestleMania either. Yeah, and they didn't even have their brand new championship on. They didn't have their two. Well, obviously, I don't know why they didn't have the other one, but they didn't have the twenty four seven championship at all. Which yeah. is funny because Jinder Jinder mentioned it in a backstage promo they at this event, it. and then they you literally never they literally on the plane heading to Saudi Arabia had a title change, like yes, and then you See, just proceeded not to use it. The problem was bad editing because what the tagline actually was was it's equivalent to WrestleMania matches between Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar. True, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, they had to shorten it up though. They 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 right. pay, it pay they pay by the letter. So right, yeah. Uh, so, Triple H took on Gajuka, Randy Orton. That is, by the way, Russian for the Viper. Thank you, Google. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Randy Orton wound up winning at least that battle. He did not wind up winning the battle against the announce table. <laughs> <sighs> he tried. He did put... win the battle for which fucking match gets the most time on the show, though. Oh, of course he did. It's a Triple H match. Well, I don't know, Every... it's trips. This is this is the thing that annoyed me. Was it was in the back of my head. 
because I was like, I'm like, every fucking Triple H match recently has been the longest one on the show. I was like, there's, mm-hmm. there's no way with the other matches of us that they're going to have the longest match. And sure, fucking enough, he had almost double the next match. Dude, somebody brought to my attention a little while ago that in the past nine WrestleManias, he's had the longest match at like eight of them. Yeah. And the only reason it wasn't all nine is because like Taker took like 90 minutes to get to the ring to fight Roman. <laughs> if you add that time in. <laughs> well, yeah, and then he had the half hour of retirement yeah. that didn't retire. Yeah. Remember when he left his jacket and hat in the ring? Yeah, yeah, that's nice. what I just fucking said, Sal. Yes, I remember it. <laughs> just fucking said. All right. Jesus, you're salted tonight, man. What the fuck? Uh, so, He's tired. So Braun Strowman took on not only Bobby Lashley, but also Bobby Lashley's stage and wound up beating both of them. <laughs> um, I like how he tossed the stage. He just tossed it, and then, he, then it broke. And I was like... Hey, Do you remember man, when I'll he tossed the stage? That was great. Uh, <laughs> so so that brings us to Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Dick mode activated. All right, let's go. So um, the reports were that Goldberg was told, don't fucking headbutt the door. And then he headbutted the door. Oh, please. I think he headbutted the locker. Which is what? technically not a violation of what they told him to that's do. That's true, that's true. Well, he was told not to have things because guess what happened the last time he did it? He fucking gave himself a concussion. So they, re- they also said that this was the reason why his entrance took longer was because he got stopped at a gorilla, checked out quickly, and told, you need to fucking take it easy, and he proceeded to not take it easy. So much oh, so fuck. that when the Undertaker tombstoned him, knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> Well, that's because that's because Undertaker dropped him on his fucking head. Yes. Um, yeah. Can we also just take a quick second to point out the fact that was it just me, or did Goldberg's music sound like a shitty eight-bit version of that fucking theme song? It absolutely was. They do. They do some weird. That music. was fucking weird. I mean, it's is it as as egregious as them switching back and forth between his WCW and WWE themes? No, and it's yeah, not nearly as bad as it's not nearly as bad as Ambrose having different music on his entrance and his exit with the yeah. air horns. But yes, um, but also so a couple random things from this. Um, I, I Goldberg looked. I, I'm like I'm not. I'm gonna sit here and say fucking Goldberg looked out of shape. But compared to Goldberg standards, it looked like he had put on a few lbs that weren't you know of the intentional variety. If you know yeah. what I mean. Well, yeah. Um, and that's fine, I, again, but that speaks to me that this wasn't a long-term plan. This sort of must have come together fairly recently, because yeah. last time he had his run, he made a point of, like, I spent six months in the gym getting myself back into shape that well, people remember me. I think yeah. I think he was done. I think yeah. that he did what he wanted to do. He was like, I'm, I'm good. I, my kid got to fucking watch me wrestle. He got to come in shirtless into the ring. You know, like, I think he was... I'm good. This is great. This is a good way to end my career. Then they're like, hey, by the way, Goldberg, uh, your rent is due. So, Sunberg. <laughs> Sunberg is still one of my favorite videos ever. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah, so, and then you get to the match. Now, Goldberg, I, so what's the thought on, did, did, did he go hard way to that turnbuckle? Or oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. Okay. It, it seemed my like take, a mistake. So, so my take is he did the fucking headbutt on the door lock or whatever the fuck it was, busted his shit open. On the way out, they fucking stopped the bleeding. He nicked something and opened up that same cut because it looked like it was coming from the same fucking spot. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, look, this was this was everything we had feared it would be when you announced yep. two 50-year-old guys in 100-degree heat mm-hmm. who hadn't worked in over a year. Um, it was bad. It was 
unwatchable at points. It was dangerous at other points. Um, both guys are fucking fortunate that they're walking. Yeah. Um, they did. They tried to do a spot with Roman Reigns when the Undertaker faced him at WrestleMania, where they did the the reverse tombstone, mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't work with Roman fucking Reigns. So somebody went, you know that move that didn't work with Roman Reigns, who's young and athletic. Let's fucking try it with a fifty year old Goldberg, who's stiff as shit. Yep. Uh, shocker, uh, didn't work. Didn't didn't work at all. Uh, mm-hmm. There were moments where you could just watch Goldberg, like like Undertaker waiting for Goldberg to jump up into the tombstone. Um, it was just fucking awful. It was terrible. The finish was was a disgrace. Uh, you can go back and watch the Undertaker's face as he sits up after the three count, just pure oh, he like was pissed. Um, yeah. and, and by the way, I've heard of a farmer's tan, but the Undertaker had the I wore too many sunglasses in Saudi Arabia tan because he had like he looked like a little fucking what is that rabbit uh, the raccoon that steals shit like Swiper. There you go. Had a little <laughs> Swiper mask around his eyes. Nice Swiper bird. So. I like Jason. I like what you call him a record. I think he's a fox. <laughs> is it? Whatever. I think he's a Jason, fox. I gotta I gotta ask you to do. Do you blame Taker and Goldberg for this debacle? Because no. no. I don't. I I don't understand. Well, okay. You know, every... So so it depends on your definition of do you blame them? Yeah. Do I blame them for what the happened? in-ring work? No, because they shouldn't have been in the ring. Right. Where I blame them is knowing they shouldn't be in the ring and still doing it. Because for for a guy like Taker, who has always been so protective of his gimmick and his image publicly, to go out at this point where he knows he cannot be the Undertaker anymore for a payday, to to sort of diminish the memories people have of of him as a performer for the sake of a couple bucks that he probably doesn't need, to me, is just a bad look. Yeah, but that's not surprising because he's been doing it for the past three Saudi shows. Like... He, he did it with with Kane and and Sean and and Triple H, and then he did it. Um, but on those shows, Triple he was still in, in WrestleMania shape. He still thought he was in WrestleMania shape at those points. Keeping that, they were coming off big events where he was competing. This year, he didn't even fucking think he was good enough to get on Mania. Right. But he still took this. Yeah. And, and, and again, if you tell me, okay, we're gonna do this fucking match in Saudi Arabia with the Undertaker, get me Randy Orton because Randy Orton can sell enough of his shit. He doesn't have to bump for Randy Orton. No fucking problems. No, you the boss make, got Randy Orton. So <laughs> you can make that shit work. You can't tell me, okay, we're gonna have. We need to have a fifty-year-old guy who couldn't bump when he was in his peak. Right. And now we're going to send him over there and work in 100-degree heat against The Undertaker. Who well, that, that's the thing, too. It's, I, I blame the WWE for, for putting Goldberg in this position. Because, and I understand they gave him a lot of money, but this guy's not in freak shape. Nobody forced him. This guy, like like you said earlier, this fuck, this guy dangerous. He's yeah. tired of fucking worrying for these guys' well-being. Like, okay, so Undertaker's been doing this, what, 25 years? 26? Something, something, something like that? A crazy amount. <laughs> Why wouldn't he have made the decision once Goldberg hit that fucking ring post? Go home. That's the part that confuses me about the whole thing because he's smart enough to call that. Like the guy was out cold in that corner, gushing blood. And why wouldn't you be like, all right, go the go the fuck home? That's well, the part so, that confused me. 
My, my, the thing that confused me is why the fuck did we spend all the time doing this? I mean, I understand that. Well, no, 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 because because Ginger, here's the fucking start was hot. I actually liked the start with the Mm -hmm. spear right off the bat, followed by the second spear. Now you hit that second spear. Goldberg goes for the cover. One, two. Undertaker kicks out. Goldberg's in shock. Goes back to the corner. Gets set for another spear. As he charges in, Undertaker hits the big boot. Goldberg staggers around, picks him up, tombstone, one, two, three, go fucking home. That's it. That's the match. Yeah. And the crowd pops, and everybody, nobody has a fucking problem. Right. That's what they did with Lesnar and fucking Goldberg. And it yeah. was brilliant. And it was it great. Yep. It worked. You could have done that here. You chose to try to take these guys and make them have a 10, 12-minute match, and it was just bad fucking booking. And by the way, one thing I didn't even mention, fucking... He hits the shitty choke slam. Undertaker hits the shitty choke slam and the match. Goldberg puts his puts his fucking leg up for Undertaker to hook it. He never hooks it, and Goldberg he just leaves his legs sitting up in the air. Like it's fucking awful. So I heard I heard some narrative this week of of who put this match together. Was it Goldberg and Taker that it's like okay, we want to do this spot and this and this, and who at that point brother, needs to step brother, in brother, and be brother, like, brother, 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 nobody puts the Undertaker's matches together. Okay, then then this is then that's Taker's fault for not making it as simple as you had described initially. You know what I mean? Why do you have to... Like you said, you're you're going... You're not even in there with Orton. You're in there with somebody who hasn't wrestled in years, and you, you have to get all this stuff in for what? Like, I don't get it. Like, and now... And, and, and to me, it's funny that Taker looked all pissed off after the bell, because, dude, really? Did you really think it was going to go better than that? Oh yeah, everybody. Every performer is going to think that they did. That it's going. <sighs> well, we've already spent way too much time on this shit. Yep. Unless anybody's got something else to say. Onward, stallions! Onward. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at porn. Uh, so is that takes stallion a code for my horse cock? Is yes, that what you're yes. talking about? Okay. Kofi Kingston took on Adolf Ziggler. Another match that we couldn't blow off uh, because even though Kofi won. They'll be facing each other in a steel cage match. Uh, all right. The only thing I got to say about this one, and I mentioned it in the host thread, and nobody really responded to it, but I got fucking seeds being planted for Xavier Woods turning in this scenario. Yeah, but be- Dolph kicked him. Like Dolph but, 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 hold, the fight no, with him. Hold on. It's not even that so much. It's that he did that at a point where Kofi wasn't looking, so they did it in a way that Kofi didn't know that's why he won the match, which is always a sign of a heel turn, typically. But I'm talking even more about the promo, where he's backstage getting interviewed, and somebody asks Kofi a question, and he steps in and he says, I'm here, I matter too. And oh, that see, I missed me, that part. I that, to me, that was part. planting seeds for a heel turn. That's, that's a character arc of, I feel like I'm being overshadowed and thrust to the background since you won that title. Okay. All right, no, I retract them because I, I just saw the match. I didn't see the backstage, so that makes more sense now. But kind of going back to what Troy said in the host thread. I, mean, I don't think they're going to turn any of them. That's what I mean. Like, there's way too much money still with merch that they're going to ever turn any of them heel, you know? It will eventually happen, but... Well, I always thought they'd eventually turn Cena heel, too, so... Yeah, right. So. I, I don't foresee them turning them with those guys at all so i i just don't think vince is i, I look i know the new day makes money they don't make nearly as much money as they did a couple of years ago let's be real sure. but that's a valid point but i also think that vince doesn't hold that act in the same regard he holds john cena in terms of national recognition um i don't think he views them as the 
um, you draw, you, you're getting mainstream action movies and spots on fucking Sports Center and hosting the Kids Choice Awards. Like, it's a different level of, of performer in terms of public recognition that the New Day don't have. That I don't think Vince will be as protective of that gimmick. But I also think that uh, there's a good chance that those guys are fighting to not break up. That's that's possibly valid, but mm-hmm. again, that doesn't always fucking matter because American yeah. Alpha didn't want to break up either. Well, neither right. did the Shield, and and the same thing happened with them. So, but again, like, I mean, the, would the timing be right? Yes, um, the the, it, the timing is definitely right because you've got now they're no longer a cohesive team that are trading around tag belts. Now there's one guy who's the focal. Who's the WWE champion? Yeah. The other two well, guys are but, just nothing. So. Well, no, because well, now that you have the unit back together, Ian and Woods could go for the tag titles. Right. But, but probably, it's still all about Kofi the, right now. They'd probably want that WWE belt, though. So I, I think that that might be your... I mean, you've got... Both of them have valid reasons. I mean, Big E continues to get fucking injured and, and taken out yeah. because he's been saving his buddy. And you've got Woods, who's sitting there now being like, hey, man, like... I've been the mouthpiece of this organization for a long time, and now all of a sudden you're the guy you get all the time. So true, but you brought it up earlier that Finn Balor's one step away from being on 205. I don't think Vince thinks Woods is a guy who can carry a main event program. I don't. I don't. I think Woods is too big for 205 Live, but sure. No, but you know what I mean. Like I don't. I think I, that's I mean, why he's, Woods. He's turning. 20 pounds a dick alone. Yeah. So. I mean, I. I'm. I'm with you on that. I. I. I mean, we've seen we've seen Big E as a heel, and all those runs have kind of petered out. We haven't seen Xavier Woods on the main roster by himself, really. You know, mm-hmm. he was he was kind of around for a little bit and was instantly in the new day as soon as he was up. So, um, yeah, I mean, we know that they're all talented enough. They all have the charisma and mic ability to be main eventers. It's just a matter of if they were be would be given an opportunity and. We all know the next WWE champion is Shane McMahon. So, uh, so uh, that took us to the 50-man Everyone Else Battle Royale, which was won by Saudi Arabia's own Mansoor. You know Mansoor, don't you, Ginger? Fuck off. <laughs> well, we don't know how to spell it, apparently, so there we go. Okay. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh, so, uh, Jason and Jeff both... Finish the show with eight correct answers. Yeah. Who would have, who would have guessed I would pick Mansoor? I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Ginger and Sal with seven. And in Ginger's defense, he didn't know who Mansoor was. That's true. Uh, Adam with five and me with four. So. Wah. 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 You lost to Jeff and Ginger. Jesus. I know. I lost to everybody. But again, Wait, can I, I, didn't get can I say something about Mansoor? I, this, this, this was a great moment. Like, for him... So was Zack Ryder winning the IC belt. You saw where happened that one. So was Cesaro winning the Androphy the Giant. Okay, but, you know, I gotta say that this show, I felt like there were more, like, real wrestling fans in the crowd than their first show, where it was just a bunch of, like, of the Prince's friends. Well, I think you're now, you're now on the third year of them sort of being a part of the product and knowing that there's going to be shows there and being more engaged in what the, what's going on as the show comes to town. Yeah, so yeah. that's exactly why they used a guy who wasn't booked on NXT leading up to this. And guess what? Spoiler alert for the TV tapings, he wasn't on those either. So, uh, <laughs> that's a... But neither, neither, was, neither, was, 
Neither was Rick Boogs. So that's true. That's that. <laughs> Look, I didn't say it was going anywhere. I said it was a good moment for this kid and for you know, big pop. So good on him. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's just it's old school booking. The, the local guy wins the battle royal. It's yeah. because it mm. was literally for nothing. So they didn't even have a fucking trophy this time. Or a giant green I wish belt. he got the big green belt that <laughs> Braun Strowman got. I, I would love to see him battle Braun Strowman for the big green belt. <laughs> He'd go over. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's true. He probably would go over in probably a ten-minute match. And you know, if we're well, talking... The problem is somebody put the big green belt in the dryer and it shrunk down to a 24-7 time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was trying to set up. <laughs> What's that? He's trying to do a setup, but that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't listen to you guys. Um, I noticed. Um, so we started, <laughs> we started the perfect ten. I'm sorry, um, Troy. I didn't mean to step on your shit. dick there. I didn't know you were setting something up. I don't give a shit. How many, I saw any, an opening and I went anytime for it. I, anytime I say the word ten, you should know I'm leading into the perfect ten. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So I still don't stuff. know who Montor is. Something, something about tens, which leads us to the perfect ten. A ten, a ten, a fucking ten. So, um, if you haven't checked it out, there are now two different YouTube accounts that, if you are a fan of AEW, you need to be following. One, of course, is being the elite. The other one is the Nightmare Family, which would be Cody Rhodes and uh, Brandy Rhodes. Um, so. On the Nightmare Family's YouTube, we've had two videos so far, we'll most likely get more, uh, called the Road to Fighter Fest. And the first video... <laughs> uh, it, it, not just to interject, because mm-hmm. I, I've been putting these things over for a while, I know you guys are sort of new to the, the party on these, but they have been doing... It's been Road to every event they've had. So originally Correct. it was Road to All In, and it was mm-hmm. Road to Double or Nothing, now it's Road to Fighter yeah. Fest, which I imagine next will be Road to Fight for the Fallen. Right, so this this is sort of because of the fact that I don't have TV right now. This is their TV. This is the way yeah. that they are building these matches up and getting uh, people people pumped for them. And I can tell you, after watching these two videos, I'm pumped. You know, I mean, I I, I, I learned more about the character of Darby Allen oh, in a okay. five right, hold on, minute hold on hold on hold on hold on we'll get there. in a five minute skit on this t- ten minute mm. video than I have in four weeks of Alistair Black sitting in the back asking somebody to fight him. Right. Yep. Yeah. So the the way that these road to videos are are sort of set up is that they do they 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 play it as it's Cody Rhodes and a member of his staff watching these videos, uh, which is interesting because then Cody sort of plays he sort of plays kind of an asshole. <laughs> wow. He he doesn't he doesn't one hundred percent put the talent over, which is kind of funny. And it's usually the guy that's with him that is just like, okay. I mean, he, he's looking really, you know, it's it's really it's really entertaining because like Cody, Cody's so aloof about the talent he's watching, but really you know, like the real him is like I'm so fucking excited for it, you know. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we start this one oh. off. <laughs> Wait, right. can I just can sorry? I... More on that. I don't want to step on your dick again. More on that. I'll I'll, I'll get to my point later. Go ahead. Because okay. I'm trying to take it piece by piece. Yeah, um, no, I got you. Yeah, so we so we start off with this one. Uh, by Cody talking about the Road to Fighter Fest and premiering a a video that Kenny Omega put together, <laughs> uh, hyping the hyping this coming up here, complete with Kenny Omega doing the old nineteen nineties like little kid like 
shaking his head with a thumbs up, which I thought was just fucking perfect. And his his video editing skills is apparently just dropping beautiful women and wrestlers into the scene and having them move around a little bit. <laughs> which I thought was like an and Cody's just like Kenny's just uh he's really passionate about this stuff and yeah, he's he's really excited and they do put over obviously that he is a gamer and stuff like that. Um, so anyone have anything to say about the first part of the of the first video here with like the quote of Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes sort of hyping this event? So I was just going to mention, because I know you didn't get a chance to watch The Road to Double or Nothing, but, um, you know, it's kind of bit, if that's their shtick, it's, and it's very similar to the Being the Elite series where, you know, maybe Cody and, and his execs are, like, playing like they're actually at work or whatever, but then they'll react to these videos. The thing with the Double or Nothing was that Jericho would cut these, quote-unquote, shoot promos, and um, they'd go back to Cody, and they'd be like, Cody, you're right, you're right, and he'd just be like seething with like anger. But <laughs> I, I think he played his reactions are you know playing into whatever they're trying to do with the character that's on the video at that point. Right. I, I enjoyed the Kenny one. Like I appreciate that Sal's new gimmick is to take whatever we've just said and repeat it with different words. That's I exactly. Know Troy didn't watch the road to double enough. No, that's, that's not what, what he's talking team. about. He's talking about you repeating that I just said. Cody is playing a character with another staff member watching. Videos. I know, but you said he was playing it heel. He's not playing it heel. He's playing think, off whatever he sees on the screen. Heel? You don't no. think he's playing a little bit heel? All right. Well, no. I, I, fe- I felt like he was playing a little, little heelish on thing because he's so, he's so sort of like dismissive of the, of the talent. Um. Anyway, so <clears throat> we move on from that to John Moxley doing his promo. Um, this is very similar to the the Moxley promos that we've gotten before his time in WWE. A little, still a little bit of that as well, where he's sort of manic, sort of can't sit still in them. Um, continues to play up the fact that yeah, I, I left Shawshank and yeah, it's, it was a prison there, and here's me breaking out of it and stuff like that. Uh, the promo I, I felt was was decent, but again, like, like you know, I, I, I'm going to probably harp on it a little bit later when we get to Joey Janela's portion of this. But we need to eventually move away from Moxley just being ex WWE guy. He can be a character all of his own. Like Cody, Cody is not really ex WWE guy. Cody Rhodes, he's his own character there, you know. Um, so it's it's kind of annoying that you have this and Sean Spears as both being like disgruntled ex WWE guys. Ah, uh, see, there's the problem because I don't like. I get what they're going for with Moxley, and he showed up at the end of the pay per view, and this, that, and the other thing, and and. But then when I watched Sean Spears' video, and it's like, wait a minute, you're just doing the exact same shtick Moxley did, only you're not, you know, doing weird head motions, and you're doing it like less. But like the whole shackles thing, like, do we really need that in the video? Because yeah. that's. That's WCW levels of, like, let's beat this, beat you over the head with this. Jason, you have something to say? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I, you know... I, can I talk... Well, you haven't gotten to the Sean Spears video from this week. No, that's, 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 the part, that's the second video. Yeah, and that's the part I wanted to talk about. But, okay, well, um, we'll move on if you want. Uh, yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, so after, after that... Um, we get. We get that, are we are we excluding Ginger from the conversation because it's AEW and he doesn't fucking like it? 
he doesn't seem to want to say anything. I haven't seen anything, so... Okay. Yeah, okay. You remember, remember when I sent out that text to say, Hey, Ginger, you should watch <laughs> Road to Fighter Fest because we're going to talk about it. That was me prepping, uh, prepping that. you. That was me prepping you for the fact we're going to talk about this. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Um, so I, I watched these back to back, so they're kind of blended together. Um, that's the last. That that's pretty much it for the first yeah. episode. We get yeah. we get Cody kind of talking about uh, you know. So the second one, then, um, we start things off with the bad boy Joey Janela, uh, and he is in. He's got a casket behind him. And he's in a funeral parlor. He's in a funeral, <laughs> yep. Uh, he proceeds to to run down. Moxley was, you know, a WWE guy, and without saying it, and I didn't have a, a 18 year old kid handing me scripts and stuff like that. It's it's this entire feud is built around the fact that Joey's upset that Moxley's an ex WWE guy who came over, and Moxley's upset because he didn't make it in WWE. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, fuck. I know that was a pr- pretty good burn, wasn't it? Uh, so, <laughs> um, so let's so let's talk about uh, about uh, Jason, do you have something to say about Janelle's promo, or would you like to recap us of what's going on in the cell, in uh, the Red Sox game? No, no, it's a basketball game. Clay Clay Thompson just almost pulled a Gordon Hayward, but um, ooh, yeah, uh, not not nearly as bad, but it looked like it was going to be. But I'm glad I'm glad that the rest of these guys get to see what it's like with podcasting with you when there's a game on. <laughs> Listen, you're the one that fucking wanted to break down the fourth wall and tell people what was going on. Anyway, uh, you're the one who went. Oh, <laughs> what am I maybe I, just, to do? maybe I just wanted to see if after I did that, Sal went. Oh, <laughs> wow! Fucking glad he's back. <laughs> All right, Sal, do you have anything to say about Janelle? I, I like the promo, um, and it, it goes to the whole. They were both deathmatch guys. Moxley was a deathmatch guy back in CZW, and Janelle, it's like, I've done more in the past whatever many years than you've done your whole career. So I thought Janela's promo was good. Okay. But... I, I like the little tag that, like, cuts away and then cuts back, and he's in the casket. I like yeah. the little tag on the video. I thought that was entertaining. Um, after that, we moved to Brandy Rhodes. Um, uh, can, I, can I just point out what I didn't like about the video? Yeah, go ahead. Since you fucking skipped over me. Well, you were talking about wanting to make Sal make cum noises, so. <laughs> What's up? Oh, if, I, if I want, never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the thing that was missing from for me from the video was Penelope Ford. Because well, of course. She should have been in the casket. <laughs> that's the money for Joey Janela right there. Like, she's in the casket, and he gets in on top of her and closes the lid or something. And I know See? it's cheesy and simple, whatever, but that's the gimmick. That's who Joey Janela is. See, they they, um, they missed a perfect opportunity to make a, a Katie Vick joke. Exactly, oh. exactly. <clears throat> Although now Screw apparently they're not, out. <laughs> they're not a couple of them apparently banging Kip Sabian and putting it all over social media. So that's Joey Janela's banging Kip Sabian. No, Penelope Ford. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, good on him. Yeah. Um, Your name is Kip. <laughs> uh, well, it's his work name. I don't know if it's his real name. Um, yeah, the promo was fine. I, uh, I, I will say, and this is sort of what I've been preaching um, to you guys about the being the elite guys, the AEW guys. The, <clears throat> to me, we talk about the creative forces behind this promotion. It's the fact that they can get guys and angles over in these 10-minute fucking YouTube shows to the extent that 30,000 people are selling out arenas to see the angles play out. Like, that 
I, I think we undersell how fucking impressive that is. It's very impressive. Uh, because you can get hours of TV and not be able to get over. These guys are doing it. They're making a connection to the to the fan base, so most well, of them are. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, we're... I don't, I don't know how you quantify that. Right. So. I mean, reaction, that could go either way. Like... Well, crowd noise, you know what I mean? But we, that could just be like, oh, they're the first match in the show. Let's right. be loud. Like, Yeah. So obviously, uh, Moxley versus Janela is is already set up. We also have um, Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc versus Jungle Boy versus MGF. Uh, we've got Christopher Daniels versus Chima. Um, we've got um, Kenny Omega and the Bucks versus Pentagon Jr., Ray Fenix, and a partner to be named. Uh, we've got Michael Nakazawa versus uh, Alex Jabaley. Uh, and then what we had next in the video was Brandy Rhodes boringly talking about the fatal th- or the, the triple threat women's match between uh, Yuka Sakazaki, Riho, and Nyla Rose. I maybe it's I mean it's just my opinion, but she just was kind of boring talking about this. It didn't really hype me up for it. I don't know if it's the way that she talks or or if it's her voice or something like that or what, but she... I, know, I, sort, I sort of like the... Uh, and It's a triple threat. I promise. I'm, no, pro- I'm I not swear changing it. Time. It's I a swear. triple threat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I enjoyed that, but like I said, I mean, a lot of the other things she was just talking about, it was like, I don't even know if you're excited for the match. You know? Like, yeah, she was trying to put the girls over, but she was kind of doing it in a very... Monotone way. Yeah, so it's got old. Yes, to me, I, I feel like I understand. I understand that that's that has to be her role because she's she's the leader of the women's division kind of thing, you know. Even if she's not wrestling, uh, but to me, it was it, like I said, it just kind of falls a little flat with her delivery on it. Um, but the match itself, I think, is going to be interesting. Um, it's it's another another chance to see you know how they're going to use Nyla Rose um, this time without Awesome Kong. Um, and against obviously the two breakout women from the the six woman tag match that we had before. So, um, but after that, then then we get our Sean Spears promo, and um, this is where Jason is going to want to talk. So Jason, go ahead and talk about the Sean Spears promo. Well, the promo is basically like Sean Spears talking about how he's yada 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 and why he left and they gambled on himself and this that, and the other thing and all all the stuff we've sort of heard before. Um, the part to me was that this was them announcing the Sean Spears signing. And then they cut to Cody. And Cody's talking about how he's excited to have him on board. And then he says, he'll, he'll make a great coach or yep. player coach. And he's, oh. a good, and he's a good hand. He's a good hand. What a- does that sound like they're describing somebody they view as a top fucking guy? Yeah. So for all you fucking people out there who played the, oh, once he gets there, he'll be a fucking main eventer. They'll know how to use him. They're going to fucking use him the same way Vince did. They don't see him as a top guy the same way Vince didn't see him as a top guy. Also, uh, he's he's on this episode of Road to Fighter Fest. He's not on Fighter Fest. Right. He's not booked. It, yeah, yeah. But um, is there a bigger, like, sort of backhanded compliment you can give a guy in wrestling than he's, he's a good hand? Good hand? See, no, <laughs> see, basic, but see, and that's the thing, like, he is a good hand, but he's also very charismatic yeah. and he can cut a good promo, like, he is so much more than just a good, and if uh, maybe this is setting up an angle with Cody, 
and maybe that's the plan. But Cody's got so many fucking angles going right now. I, I seriously doubt they want to have another fucking fuel in that fire. Yeah, see, but, now, and this is this is why I was saying that I felt like Cody was playing a heel because if Cody's playing a heel during this, it makes a hundred percent sense for him sure, to yeah. to try to keep Sean Spears down. If Sal is right and he's not playing a heel, then he's just a dick. Yeah, <laughs> so right. Because um, yeah, I, I was I, I was shocked by it too, and even like the guy that was next to him was like, oh, oh I mean, yeah, he's a good hand, I guess. <laughs> which so, is yeah, still more, which is still more insightful commentary than anything Alex Marvez gave us. Um, but you right, also he's coming back, by the way. Did you hear that? No, he's not doing Fighter Fest. I no, know but that, he's but going he, to do All Out. They no, said no. They said he might do fight for the fall, and that's we'll okay. see how that plays out. That's that's uh, he was he was probably going to come back for the next one. A so. couple of uh, a couple of AEW notes he did skip over. Um, Fighter Fest will be streaming on Bleacher Report Live for free. That was a huge announcement. Mm-hmm. They are not charging for this event. Um, this is very very smart business by AEW because they are going to expand their viewer base by a ton. They hit the hype machine got rolling. With uh, the la- with double or nothing, and now rather than take a lesser event and try to charge the same for it, they're going to use the hype that they got from the first one to give away the lesser event like a fucking crack dealer giving you a free sample, and then they're going to reel you in and get you hooked. And that's brilliant fucking marketing by these guys. And that's again, these guys seem to hit a fucking home run with every. PR marketing decision they make, so good on them. Um, And the other thing you didn't mention, also announced for Fighter Fest, they're going to have a Fatal 4-Way with Hangman Page, um, Jimmy Havoc, MJF, and Jungle Boy. Um, Do you listen to the show, bro? I I did announce it. (laughs) (laughs) The only one I didn't say was was Cody versus Darby Allin because I was leading into that next, but yeah, Uh, I said that. Not bad, bad. I missed Um, it. Okay. So the uh, the other thing too was one of the things I was seeing um, with with some of the well, tweets well, coming up. Sorry, I, as it relates to that fatal four way, my that was one of my issues though. Adam Page is a guy who's in your match for the top championship. Mm-hmm. I don't see a benefit of sticking him in a fatal four way with Jungle Boy. Yeah, like it, him being in that match seems to make him less important. Well, I thought I mean just just put him against MJF. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's the thing. Right. Like, yeah. we don't need this to be a fatal four-way. No, it seems less than by the presence of, of Jungle Boy and Jimmy Havoc's great, but they, they his character is not built yet. You set up an angle with MJF. You can put the fucking title shot on the line between MJF yeah. and Hangman Page, and add a little something that you don't have a title, but you have a title shot at right. least on the line. Yeah, that was a blunder to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so one of the things that I was seeing was people were. People apparently were not getting the jokes that were being made in in terms of this festival. I don't know. Maybe they don't understand the reason why Fighter Fest is spelled that way. Um, I didn't see the probably didn't see the Netflix doc. Yeah, you probably didn't see the Netflix doc. But yeah, this this entire event is mocking Fire Festival, which was a festival that was supposed to be put on with a bunch of influencers and different bands like that. And, and Ja Rule. And Ja Rule. And Blink One Eight Two. And then when the guy putting on the the event wound up going to prison (laughs) for Mm -hmm. defrauding people, the festival started falling apart and a bunch of people started pulling out before the festival was, was, uh, you know, was was finally canceled. So Jericho tweets out that uh, he was upset that they were giving this away for free, so he he was going to pull out. 
Of course, he was right. never booked, but people were like, right. oh, like, oh, I can't believe Jericho's pulling out all this. And it's just like, you are not understanding that this is, one, he's getting out, blasting out to everyone that this is free. Like, he's he's advertising the show as, like, it's, it's a free fucking show. But also, like, he's a heel. And yes, he's making yeah. fun of the original festival. So then, Corey Taylor we, of Slipknot turned... Yeah, sorry. So yeah, then, Corey Taylor of Slipknot turns around and says, I'm pulling out of Fighter Fest as well. And again, it's like, he wasn't booked. Stop just taking it at face value and understanding they're making fucking jokes. Corey Taylor's response was almost verbatim of Blink-182's response when they pulled out a Fire Festival. Like, and I don't understand how people are not getting this and are just, like, are thinking that it's completely real. Like, these guys are pulling out of this event. Like, no, you fucking idiots. They were never booked <laughs> for the event. Go ahead, Jason. I just, uh, we give Jericho a lot of shit on this show, but is there anybody better at convincing people that he's being fucking serious when he's badly working them i don't understand it at this point like i have long since understood don't believe a fucking word this guy says <laughs> like yeah. you know and and, um, that's, and people are still like they just fucking eat it up the one the one thing though going back to the fire fest comparison i you've ever heard the term of the wwe bubble like people who work in that company they don't acknowledge or have any idea what goes on in the real world or outside any other wrestling company because everybody's just so focused in the um, WWE. Sounds like a and typical I, Mark thing that people came up with. Yeah, go ahead. I, I feel like there's a lot of WWE fans that are the same way. Like, they probably don't have any fucking idea what Firefest is, you know what I mean? Or what happened there. Or that Jericho's like joking about it. Like Ginger! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, again, it's it's one of those cases of do a little research then. Yeah, you know, like figure figure out, you know, take a look and see, like, was he ever booked? No, he wasn't. So, you know, and take just take a little fucking time to not instantly go and fucking post something on Twitter or, or Facebook or whatever like that, and actually do a little research if you don't fully understand what's going on in the events. In his defense, Ginger thought fire it was fire crotch festival a convention <laughs> for Ginger. <laughs> oh. uh, so the the last part of the video then. Um, was a promo and explanation of who Darby Allen is. Um, so I did not know this about Darby Allen, um, but he he tells a story of um, his dad being uh, in a car accident while Darby was in the car and his dad dying. Um, and then he explains that the reason why he paints half of his face as a skull is because half of him is dead inside. Um, so I thought that was great, and then he he sort of builds from there, and and you know continues to go on about why he does what he does, and like he he's finding like the passion and and his life in wrestling. Um, and then so part of it he's sitting on um, like a, a really ornate chair, which I liked. There's a shot in this video. Did, did that really ornate chair have a big cross on the no. back and some spells around? Okay, no. <laughs> So, there's there's a shot in this chair that really sells me on like the production value of this and the and the vision that they have, and it's Darby is sitting in the chair and there's somebody laying down on the floor next to him, and that person sits up and it's Darby Allen with half his face painted while the normal him with no face paint is sitting in the chair, and I thought that was so fucking cool like to have him like rise up out of the ground while he's talking. <clears throat> and then the you know the the other one of them get up, 
that it really shows like how much how much talent these guys actually have, how much vision they actually have to be able to come up with shots like that. And there was a lot of really cool shots of Darby Allen where he's like, you know, he's just showing the one side of his face that's painted and like slowly turning and just like his normal eye is kind of looking out. Just I thought really fucking well done. But you know, you guys, you two over there that actually seen this, um, Sal, what what were your thoughts on, on Darby Allen's you know video here? So. Full disclosure, I wasn't familiar with Darby Allen other than a name. And this video was my first introduction to him. And it was great. Because it's exactly what a first introduction should be. Mm-hmm. I learned about mm-hmm. a little bit about his backstory. I learned why he looks the way he does. And I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. So it literally hit all the fucking checkpoints. And, you know, I'm already... I don't know what this guy can do in the ring. I've never seen him in the ring. But I'm, I'm definitely going to watch because there's something there that's drawing me to want to watch. Jason? Um, I've been a fan of Darby's for a while. Um, this, I, Like I said earlier, they and I sort of jumped the gun on it, I guess, um, they managed to sell me on this character and introduce me to this character and bring me into this character's world in a five-minute clip in a way WWE can't do in months of vignettes anymore. Um and that's just an incredible credit to that staff over there. You're saying that you're not really excited about Damian Priest off that one little promo video? NXT's different. NXT is a different beast. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, um, and I didn't and mind the Damian Priest promo video. I heard you guys talk yeah. about it on Risen. It was fine. It's a different look for him. It's you know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I just what what was what was did come out this week that wasn't quite so good was the uh, did, did you see the Killer Cross thing? I Anybody? Okay. I, I hope so, you're not going to talk about what, what's number eight on our list right now, unless you want to segue to that. No, not really. Um, okay, go ahead. I, well, I mean, I don't know what the what the issue is, but Killer Cross released a video on on social media this week, basically uh, mock almost like he's an undercover cop, and he goes to the same bar Ambrose shot his thing at, and basically says without saying the name that he's looking for John Moxley. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're clearly building to something now. Whether it's an AEW, whether it's an Impact, well, I don't know where the fuck they're going to have this match, but they're clearly working together to build something. Gotcha. Okay. Um. All right. So the other the other aspect we've got to talk about with AEW before we move on to uh, an Impact story is um, All Out has booked John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Shocker. Uh, so I know shocker. Uh, Ginger, does that make you want to watch All Out? <sighs> Not really. Okay, I figured as much. Sal, what are your thoughts on <laughs> what are your thoughts on Moxley versus uh, versus Oshmegma? It It's the natural progression of the story they told at the end of Double or Nothing. Um, obviously, I don't care. I was going to watch All Out anyway. Um, and you know, it's not immediately around the corner, so I'm kind of glad that we don't get any back and forth between Kenny and and. John Moxley, uh, even on the, you know, being elite videos or anything like that, um, it will play out in August, and I'm fine with that. I don't think they're, they're going to do something at Fighter Fest. Probably, yeah. I, but I don't think Kenny Omega versus John Moxley is going to set the wrestling world on fire. Although, I will say I was very 
surprised at how good his match with Juice Robinson in New Japan was. Because I was going to say, have we talked about the fact that he won the New Japan United States? We have Olympics? not. We have not talked about it. And to me, John Moxley put on an intriguing match with Juice, and both these guys put on a match that I thought was really good. And uh, did you honest, watch the whole match or just the clip of the... No, no, I watched the whole fucking thing. Okay. And I was surprised. The, the entire Dominion was a, show was fantastic, by the way. If anybody, that, I haven't, I haven't watched the whole show yet. I did, I did just watch that match, but I was Ken, surprised that these guys were going retirement. at each other. Yeah, I know that um, a lot of people were focusing on the suplex on Kota Ibushi and how it almost broke his neck, um, and they seem to focus on that one aspect of the match and say that, like, I saw people throwing out hyperbole like. You should not cheer this match because it's it's everything that that is not good about wrestling. If if these people are are that like willing to break their necks for it, so it's like it was one move in the match. The rest of the match was phenomenal. And guess what? That move didn't go the way it was supposed to. He didn't intentionally try to fucking break his neck or make it look that way. Like it was so weird to see some of the people like uh, just attacking like the entire show uh for for that one move and it's you know it's like these are the same people mind you that get that say that like w is boring because everyone's so safe like you can't you know, have you it know both what's fucked up i think new japan has gotten this rep where they're you know recklessly violent for uh what wrong style yeah but like when you think about what happened with shibata right uh, and all of a sudden, everybody on the internet blew up and was like, oh, they're so fucking dangerous over there. They're going to kill each other. They're going to give each other concussions, and they're going to be you know, ending their careers. Like, look, this shit happens. I, mean, I saw shit at TakeOver that could have fucking ended someone's career. Let's be honest. They should they should learn from Danny Birch. Um, so anyways, uh, because we're not talking about New Japan, <clears throat> um, let's talk about a story that came out, uh, Killer Cross. Uh, uh, was on P.D. Williams' podcast, I think it was on, uh, and he said that part of the reason why they wanted out of Impact was because Impact was underpaying their talent so much so that Scarlett Bordeaux had to move back in with her mother and was working a part-time job just to survive. Yikes. Um, hashtag stripper. Hashtag stripper. Uh, now, we have, now this is by far not the first time we've heard that Impact underpays their stars. Um... Way earlier, early in time, one of their women's champions, Tara something or Tyre, no, not Tyre Valkyrie, but one someone with a, with a T name. Miss uh, Tessmacher? No. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how Ginger uh, came Taylor alive Wild? just for that. Huh? Taylor Wild. Taylor Wild. Apparently, yes. apparently, somebody, apparently, fans found Taylor Wild working at the sunglasses hut in the mall because she wasn't making enough money at Impact, and she was their champion. Of the women's division, um, and apparently this happened even when they had the money to throw around when it was panned energy and stuff like that. They were spending obviously a shit ton of money for the WWE guys, but the independent guys and the, the lesser known people were getting paid like bullshit wages. Also, every other indie company in the country, every other indie company with a TV deal. So well, their TV deal is. Doesn't matter. They have but it's a still TV, TV deal. deal, which no. means that, he, means he, that no, they're no, not no, able no, to. No, 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 no. Fuck this. Fuck, 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 fuck. Because this is the thing I hear all the time. Okay. And this is this is not unique to Impact. This is a thing in professional sports in general. 
you didn't like the fucking contract, don't sign it. Right. Oh, yeah. You, you looked it over. You knew what you were going to be making. You agreed to those terms. Fucking ride out the contract. When your contract's up, if you want to negotiate new terms for more pay that you like better, by all means, fucking go ahead. But what this is, is this is another one of these cases, and again, like I said, I keep drawing a comp- comparison to sports. We see this shit all the time. Well, I, I, you're using me more, and I, I'm more over, so you should renegotiate and pay me more. Like, okay, <laughs> if you were shitting the bed and you weren't over, does that mean we could pay you less? Well, no. No, you'd be clinging to, I have a contract. I have a contract. Right. So. so you knew what the terms were when you signed the contract. Don't go out there and then bitch about the fact that they're only paying you what you they agreed to pay you. When they stop paying you what you signed the contract for them to pay you, then you have a complaint. That's just my money. My take on it. See, and I'm I'm hoping that because um, they they just recently signed those contracts, and obviously the the hope has been with AEW coming around that it was going to mean a lot of these independents were actually going to have to start paying guys more. Um, so that's that's what my hope is that is that these guys that are breaking their backs to you know to put on the show and stuff like that that they should be getting you know more more wages uh, and and better contracts offered to them. Uh, I understand what you're saying about you know these these guys sign the contracts, but new people coming in should should not still be making these piddly ass wages, especially when you had a company like Impact that had all that fucking pan energy money and was willing to dish out so much fucking money to WWE guys. You know. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I just I, I don't want to forget my train of thought here. No, go ahead, go ahead. You made a point that I want to because this is very reminiscent to me of. Um, the American Werewolves, Davey, uh, and uh, Eddie, Eddie Edwards, Richards and Eddie Edwards. Because, and I don't think they did a complaining about pay, but at the time I heard rumblings that they, they wish they were making more. Um, but the point is to say, Killer Cross had WWE interested in him. Mm-hmm. He was working for Lucha Underground. Yeah. He had Ring of Honor interested in him. He chose to go to Impact and, and his logic being there was a better chance for more exposure in that company. Yeah. Valid point. That's the same thing the werewolves did. They thought they would have a better shot to be stars. And <laughs> you keep calling them the werewolves. The wolves, whatever. <laughs> uh, it, it, they thought they had a better chance to be uh, stars in Impact than they did in NXT. And NXT wasn't quite what NXT is now at that point. But um, notwithstanding, the thing is is that you make that decision. That's a personal choice where you sit down and you say, what is more important to me right now, to work for the big company that pays more or to work for the smaller company where I can get more exposure and then maybe down the line sign for more money with that bigger company? Hmm. Yeah, you make that decision, you have to live with it. Yeah, it, it goes back to how everyone on the Internet gets all fucking up in arms because, oh, I can't believe, why why would the club... Want to sit there and continue continue to work for WWE and not being used because they get paid a shit ton of fucking money, dude. Right. And they don't have to live off fucking bologna and hand sandwiches like. And they can <laughs> live in America with their family. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Too. You know, it's like it's like yeah. I wonder why there's still a shit ton of people on the Indies that want to go work for WWE because they get paid. Ginger. Like, and it's 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 the same kind of. I mean, people were just, were sitting there and like, you know, shitting on oh like. I mean, you've got Joey Ryan who's sitting there going, I make all this fucking money on it. Like, you know, 
that's that's all fine and dandy that that you're you're coming out and saying that and stuff like that. But how how legit is that actually? You know, how much money are you really making? And are you just using that as an excuse why you don't want to work for WWE when you because you don't want to come out and say like I don't want to work for him? You know, like everything's got to have a reason. It could just be that he that the people enjoy working the Indies and they enjoy sleeping on people's couches. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think Joey Ryan probably makes a lot of money. That's uh, fine. But Ginger, I got a question for you. What's up? When you worked uh, and you were a worker on the Indies, did you ever make enough that you could quit your day job? <laughs> God no. Now, if somebody offered you, did you ever a- make enough that you could take your family to a nice dinner? <laughs> yes, Maybe one. one time, one time. Okay, now if somebody You're offered welcome you, welcome to the house, Chuck E. Cheese, baby. If somebody offered you a one-year deal where you could make enough for that year to not work a day job, maybe save a little money, and you decide to take it, would you then bitch later on that, like, hey, this guy's making more. I wish I, I should be making that money. Well, I mean, obviously not, but it depends if it covers all my financials. Like, because you have to think about, av- like, do I have to move to that place? Do I right. have to travel back and forth each time? But if it was completely covered, 100% travel and all that shit, yeah, I'd take the job. And that's the thing. You would think about all that before you put your name on the dotted line. And oh, then yeah. once you signed, hey, I'm making this amount and I'm happy. Yeah, Absolutely. Just, just remember, we're also talking about uh, wrestlers and talking about people... Such as Leo Rush saying he doesn't make enough money when he makes six figures, you know. <laughs> so him. you know, yeah, maybe maybe Scarlett's got to go live with her, with uh, her mom and be a stripper because the hundred thousand dollars they're paying her doesn't pay for all the coke that she puts into her. You know, you don't fucking know. We don't know. Bold statements. Uh, well, the thing again, is, like, what was Scarlett making before Impact? Because I guarantee you she wasn't making much at all. What was she in your local like fucking Cincinnati indie show like? I, mean, I don't she, seem to remember Skyla being on TV. She's probably making like 50 bucks a hand, so... Probably. She, she's got two of them. <laughs> um, well, so, uh, uh, being in the indies, women get paid more. Like, if you're just like a, you know, <clears throat> guy like me, compared to a female that was doing the same, you know, yeah. style that I was, like, not doing, not book, getting booked all the time, but every once in a while, the female... 10 times out of 10 is going to get more money than I would. Yeah, more money than I would. All right, hmm? so speaking less of Even them, though Ginger has bigger million. tits in a lot of cases. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of a good opportunity to make some money, uh, recently it was making the rounds uh, in Vancouver that um, WWE and Netflix were looking for extras that live in the Vancouver area that are pro wrestlers to come and be extras. On apparently a movie that they're making called WWE The Main Event. Um, Now, the money that they were offering uh, was a three day. There you go, Scarlett. There's a job opportunity for you. (laughs) So it was a a three day shoot. There was no guarantee that you were going to work all three days. But if you were going to work the day, it was guaranteed eight hour pay, even if you were working under that. And it was working for $34 an hour. Um, and you were able to get overtime if you went over eight hours. Now, obviously, there was a costume deposit fee uh, and a $100.50 fee, but essentially what it turned out to was if you got hired for one of the days um, as an extra, which 
extra work isn't that hard. Um, you were going to make somewhere in the vicinity of like 800 bucks. So, but more importantly, so I don't know if this is still the plan or if this is still the plot of this movie, but reportedly the original plot, again, like I said, I don't know if it's changed or not, is the, the WWE, the main event, is a movie in which a child, I don't know of what age, proceeds to get superpowers from eating cereal and then becomes a professional wrestler. Uh, okay, not what I read, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, go ahead and say what you read then. Okay, according to a report from PW Insider, WWE Studios' first project associated with Netflix, the main event features a plot that has a young boy who is constantly bullied but has dreams of growing up to be a WWE superstar. Okay. I don't know about the serial and superpower part, but I'm sure maybe it ties in somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that would be how he stops being bullied, right? Yes. <laughs> also, will feature small roles from Seamus the Miz and Bray Wyatt. So good on them. They're getting a payday too. Um. <laughs> so I, I mean, I don't know which one is correct, but that's like I said, that is what I had read. Um, still, could be the same thing. I mean, it's still a kid that's going to become a wrestler. So I don't know if the superpower thing is yet taken out. Like I said, I mean, that was what was reported before that's that they could have easily rewritten it to take the superpowers out and just make it you know fucking kid so so it's like mike or rookie of the year with wwe exactly yeah Yeah. and it's it's a netflix movie and netflix will just throw money at everything so and of course you know except marvel except marvel yes um now this brings up an interesting question though because with wwe having canceled luke cage when it was a really good show i agree that is does it does bring up well well well, that that's for a different episode but with WWE having their own network, why money partner with money. Netflix? Money, sure, but Exposure. isn't it cheaper to no to put it on no, your own no. network than because, to partner with them? Because guess no, who pays because for Netflix the production? will cover production costs. Yeah. Guess who mm-hmm. pays for the production okay. in that? Netflix does. The only thing WWE is providing is the talent and their name. Oh, I didn't know if WWE Films was providing the production. So no, and they were just using Netflix as a distributor. No, no, because it's Netflix. It's it's a Netflix okay. movie, so. Netflix will pays for all the production, so that's what. Yes, it is very fucking cost effective for them to make this movie because not only do they get that, but they also get residuals off of it, and they mm. you know and and they're going to get you know um, because it's a it's a licensing agreement. So essentially, Netflix is licensing the WWE name and all of the things involved with it, so they're going to get checks sent to them regularly. Yeah, and to that point, Sal, go watch any of those movies. It's WWE films. In association with so and so production. Yeah. Production. So, yeah, no, there's okay. always another I production company. Yep. Yeah. So WB Films is, is essentially just like all of their their rights and all of their like you have access to our talent. You can go ahead and pick whichever one you want. We're going to try to get Roman Reigns in there, but if you don't want him, we've got a bunch of the other guys too. You know? We want the big show. Yeah. Put him in a diaper. But that's that's why these ones are able to have like Halle Berry and stuff like that, because it's like, well, WB is only just like putting their name on it and then they're like, Here, you, okay. You can have Halle Berry, but we're also going to give you this guy over here. <laughs> so put him in there too. Just find a place for him. I heard the call was actually a good movie. I don't episode. give a shit. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the other the other news. Um, it there... was no Marine Seventeen, but so we we sort of talked about this on NXT Revisited yesterday. Um, but there was some reports coming up that the FS1 was going to have a show talking about um, WWE 
um, specifically the entertainment section of it, not the wrestling, because nobody cares about that. Um, but uh, but yeah, that they were going to have like a pardon the interruption type show or like a like a sports center type show in regards to WWE, and that Renee Young was a leading candidate to host it. Um, so we kind of got me and, and Ginger talking about it, uh, but I wanted to hear from from you two guys in regards to, you know, what what would make you tune in to a a talk show about WWE on FS1? Ginger, no, sorry, Sal. <laughs> what would make me tune in? I mean, it would have to be really entertaining for me to actually Thanks. watch more the first episode of it, <laughs> because to me, what it sounds like is bring it to the table. But instead of having Peter Rosenberg, it's much safer Renee Young. So it doesn't sound interesting. It doesn't. Jason. (laughs) Dead air. Great for podcasting. (laughs) You're building up to it. Yeah, and I'm formulating my response here. Uh, We all bitched when they took Talking Smack off the air. Mm -hmm. That's what this would be. It would be Talking Smack with a higher profile. If you get the right co-host, and we said at the time, Talking Smack was really at its best when Daniel Bryan was on there. So it is going to, it does matter about the co-hosts, but we've already watched this show before, and we all liked it. Yeah. So this is not, this is an extension of that as far as I'm concerned. But will it be entertaining? Who is the the other co-host with Renee? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Anyways, if you if uh, you put Bray Wyatt up there, Firehouse Funfly, Firefly Funhouse, <laughs> Bray Wyatt up there with fucking Renee Young, yeah, that shit's gonna be entertaining. Yeah, and if you put Michael Cole up there, it will not be. Michael Cole won't be updated. Michael Cole, Michael Cole would not work anything more than he's already doing. He has already said he doesn't even want to be on the show anymore. He's uh-huh. not going to turn around and be like, I'm gonna be on this too. On FS1. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's no. a big deal. No, if it's if it's uh, Sam Roberts, then no, that's not going to be good. Yeah. But right, if it's The Miz, for example, um, sure. Just off the top of my head, as a person that I think would be great in that role, um, um what would you would you watch it if it was Corey Graves? Uh, is there anybody whose star has fallen further than Corey Graves? Like, think of how enamored we were with Corey Graves when he came up from NXT. What's up with his hair now? He just... He just shaved it off. Yeah. He just, he just likes to... It's, it's like his gimmick. He changes his yeah. haircut drastically every now and then. I get it. Okay, so... Plus, Carmella prefers it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't really want to do the rest of these Perfect 10 because we still have trivia and it's already at 1030. Uh, let's you can just spin through it. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll let's, spin let's, through let's... it. Hey, so the Revival won the tag title. Yeah, so the Revival won the tag title. Good on them. We're glad that that... Are you happy now? Them. You were so critical of how they've been used. Am Troy. I happy now? No. No. Because guess okay. what happened the last time they won the titles? They lost every they fucking lo- match after they won it, and then they lost to the fucking loser tag team out there, okay? But now they're two-time tag team champions. But now... Well, oh, but now they're shit. Heel- they have to do but, something. To no, no, no. But yeah, now they're... they're now, God. Now they're heel tag team champions in a division that has the Usos and the Viking Raiders there for them to work Who? with. Who? Yeah, exactly. I, I know. But, I know. I know one of those teams. The other one, I, I didn't quite catch. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> check out. Check out main event this week. You'll find them. Um, oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> not kidding. I don't know where I can find that on my on on my. I, I'm literally not joking. That's the sad part. I know, right? Um, 
Yeah. Well, so because the the other thing too is that the rival is now sort of teamed up with Shane McMahon, and anyone who's teamed up with Shane McMahon definitely doesn't lose. Well, and it's on it, TV three quarters. It of is the on TV show. a lot. Yeah. I would like a more clearly established sort of group for Shane here because I love the notion of Shane, Drew, the Revival, and maybe even Elias as sort of like yeah. this new. You know, dangerous alliance kind of deal. Yeah, the revival right now sort of feel like the New Age Outlaws before they officially joined DX, where they were like on the perimeter and stuff like that. But yeah, we need to actually have it be something. And let's not forget, it wasn't but like a couple weeks ago that the B team were backing up Shane. So yes, I mean it's not it hasn't been exclusively the revival. So I would like that's what I'm saying. I'd like to see a more sort of formed version of who this group is. Also, like Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley are teaming up with Drew sometimes too. So. <laughs> but they haven't Fuck been seen off. with Shane. That's the key. Shane's well, that's the money. The like, what, who's Drew loyal to? Because <laughs> he bounces back and forth. Even after Drew. he joined up with Shane, he was Drew is loyal to Shane. I, I promise you that. Now, if the Revival can continue being in segments with him, that's only good for the Revival, I guess. Um, but Shane, like I said, your future WWE champion. By the way, uh, is that the is that the end? That was the swan song for uh, Ryder and Hawkins. There, we won't yeah. see them on. Uh, yeah, they'll, on. They'll, they'll most likely be the major brothers uh, coming to your local indie dependent probably <laughs> coming mm-hmm. soon. Uh, they'll, they'll, John they'll be, they'll be on. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, John Venerick, there needs to be follow up. The titles haven't been on TV in forever. Yes, we trust me. We all agree with you, John. Trust us. Yeah. All right. If you, want, if you want to follow the Major Brothers, go check out next week's edition of the Road to Fighter Fest, where they'll tell us that they're good hands. Yep. <laughs> um, so the the other issue that I had this week um, was a twenty four seven championship again, um, because here's here's part of my issue here. Uh, R Truth is still champion. And he's now a five-time champion, and he is the only guy who has held a championship more than 20 minutes. He continues to lose the belt and then gain it back before the end of the show. That's not how this championship is supposed to go. It's not supposed to be the R-Truth championship. It's supposed to be a way for all of these like guys to get a little bit of a rub. And they get... They just like randomly throw guys into a group now, and then R-Truth winds up being the star of the division. And, like, you've got all this other fucking... You have Cedric Alexander yeah. literally sitting right there. And you can't let you can't have him oh. do anything. He was stuck in an elevator for a good chunk of Raw, so, you know. That was stupid, too. Like, yes, some of... I'm not, I'm not saying the segments were, were terrible. There was a lot of really funny moments between Drake Mavic, EC3, and R-Truth and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, if there, if there was no 24-7 championship, EC3 would not know he was the best man in Drake Maverick's wedding. Yes, yeah. Facts. So, like I said, I, I enjoyed those kind of things, but that's the issue, though, is that then they spill out of the out of the, the elevator, and he still fucking retains the championship and runs away. Oh, back. God. And it's like, why can't you end a show with a different champion? If you want to have him get it back on SmackDown, that's fine. We have the wildcard rule. Clearly, we don't care about... How many people are the fucking wild card at this point? You know what I don't I don't get is that last week I thought they did a great job on social media of doing stuff outside of the main roster programming, and then on Tuesday night they killed it. They and put they put out truth in the box and they said, oh, he's going to Raw. So literally, he's not getting out of that box for the next six days. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. This is this this topic. I think we've beaten to death. Can we talk about the real biggest topic of the week? Since well, what before we have that, 
this actually segues us to our new segment, the known piece of shit Todd Sopel Dick of the Week. Because during the, the 24-7 segment, the winner of this this week's inaugural known piece of shit Todd Sopel Dick of the Week is Derek Moore. Who's Derek Moore, you ask? That would be the African-American referee that came in towards the end of this. And when R-Truth was trying to get back into, into the elevator, Derek Moore was blocking EC3 from even attempting to get in there and pin him. <laughs> so, dick move, Derek Moore. Dick, well, hey, dick bro- move. Brother's, brother's been held down by the man. they got to stick together. I suppose. Um, so, I was yeah, wondering so, why you okay, had that can, ref in there. So, so can I now talk about the, the biggest part of the week? Oh, we're going to talk about Bray? No, no, we're going to talk about the outfit Alexa Bliss wore on Raw. Oh. Because oh. goddamn. Alexa's always And that's why she won the fucking tournament, no, 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 baby. No, 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 Sal. She's always great. This was the greatest outfit she's ever worn on television. Mm. Good lord. Mm. Did you watch Raw on... on... SmackDown's was I pretty know. nice, too. Yeah, I was Smack... going to say, she looked great on SmackDown, too. Man. She looked great on SmackDown, Yeah, but she, looked, she was next level on Raw this week. Hot she's damn. Been doing fantastic. She's a perfect one for me every time. <laughs> wait, wait, which one? Was it Raw or SmackDown where she wore the pink top with the tight leather? SmackDown. Smackdown. Okay, then that's Smackdown. the one I'm talking about. That was okay. oh, that's Raw. the one I'm talking about. Raw was good too, but that pink top was just like... Yes. She's yeah. fucking Christ lady. Dude, there are, there, are, there are children in the audience that you just made go through puberty, alright? It's like, you can't do that <laughs> to people. In a matter of fucking ten minutes. Yeah. Turning boys into men one boy at how a many, time. How many, how many sock children is she responsible for? A lot, <laughs> Um, so, so that on brings, my side. So that brings us to, as Jason put it, the firehouse fun fly, uh, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so I, I the, the road, the road to firehouse fun fly. Yeah. So I, I had brought it up in in the host thread, and, and no one really, really said anything about it. But I felt like this was maybe a little bit weaker of a fire of a fun house than we've had. Really? In the past. Not that it was bad. They, they've they've sure. all been good, but I just felt. I mean, it was it was weird. Strong disagree. What's that? Strong disagree. Okay. Um, but uh, with this one here, uh, Bray proceeded to get into a fight with Rambling Rabbit. <laughs> and then out of nowhere has a giant fucking mallet. <laughs> but, well, why why oh, did he get into yeah, a fight did, with them? Did you oh, miss sorry. that part? Cause, I'm trying, cause, I'm trying yeah. to remember. Oh, hold on. I'm trying to remember why he got into a fight with them. Because Rabbit said, maybe I should just tell everybody what's oh, yes. really going really on here. Really going on here. Yeah. And that's when Bray snapped. Yeah. That's what it was, yep. So, yeah, so apparently... we So we know The Fiend, but apparently there's something else going on that we didn't know about. So, uh, And they've this this was like the first time that they've really come out and said that because we've had it before where like the, the witch says, like, I want to leave Purgatory, let me out. So it's yeah. like there's clearly like they've been dropping little hints that like something else is going on under the surface there, other than just his his clown character that's lurking around. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, Bray proceeds to deal with this in the the best manner possible, and that is destroying the rabbit with a fucking mallet, uh, then proceeding to eat his brains. Uh, <laughs> and then all of, all of a sudden, I don't know, was it the brains? Or it was just the blood. I was gonna say he just kind of licked the blood off his hand. He didn't. He didn't actually get a spoon and start like eating brains out of his head. Although that would have been kind of cool. Watch it again. It looked chunky to me. <laughs> it looked like it was supposed to be his brains because he hits him in the head. He There's repeatedly smashes title. him in the head. <laughs> no, 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 that's not the show. Um, <laughs> 
Anyways, he... Fire a fun fly house is probably... That's, that's what I've, I've got that written down. Um, so yeah, so uh, he then proceeds to somehow have already gotten it bottled and is now selling it <laughs> to all the fans out there. Um, but yeah, so... And then, and then but there's the subtle things too, like the return of the hurt and heel gloves, which yes. I thought yep. was great. Yep. And he grabs he grabs the rabbit with the hurt gloves. Yes. Like, yep. I, I thought there was a ton of very good, subtle things thrown in here. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to sit there and talk about it, it was just as the rabbit getting, you know, squished, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure. But if you look below that, that direct surface to some of the stuff they're setting up, I thought it was a fantastic Well, and we had, we had sort of talked about the gloves, too, where it was like, is he going to use this as, like, his way of casting judgment on people? And it definitely was, mm. because he put them both on the side of his head and was like, which one's it going to be? And you're like, and then it started at first, it was going to be heel. And then it turned to hurt. <laughs> so, when uh, um, when they first started, the rabbit first started talking. He started arguing, I think, with the buzzard. Correct? And, and didn't Bray say something to the effect of, "Do you want me to get the fiend?" Yes. And they and were all like, scared. Ooh. "Like so that I mean." Obviously, he's running some type of a torture fucking yeah, well, house there. But like I, like I said, uh, Abby has pretty much said that he's keeping her there against her will. So. You She's know. like, help, help me, help! I need yeah. to get out! <laughs> so the fact that now he's shutting up his friends, quote-unquote friends, uh, with giant mallets. Now, again, this is the second time that this character has died on screen, so you know, we'll see if, if he comes back again next week, because the first time he got eaten, so... And they even this had an immemorial. get turned into sauce. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't... I'll be, I'll be. It'll be interesting to see if if he comes back because then that might be something too that like they are really in purgatory, like Abby has said. So they I, can't I, I die. might be, I might be incorrect, but I feel like we are one or two episodes away from this entire story being like either unveiled or in ring or or some type of big, uh, you know. Climax, for lack yeah, of a better word. Yeah, the of it. Yeah, could, exactly. Um, I, I could, think we're close. I could see it uh, at Happy Feet. I could see that for sure as being a place that they have something go on with it. Uh, then build towards like a SummerSlam matchup with somebody. Right. Um, but yeah. So, do we want to talk about the main event or do we want to go into trivia? I'm going to leave it to Jason because I didn't have a main event originally. I, I like popular opinion. I'm, I'm the new guy. Trivia! <laughs> trivia. I gotta be up in five hours. Okay. I don't know. Trivia. Well, I don't know if trivia is gonna be faster than this. So. Well, we're well doing, I'd rather not do this. That's what I'm saying. It's either we're doing both or we're doing only trivia. Yep. So. Trivia. I feel. I feel like we've already talked about Beck and Lynch floundering. Yep. Spoiler. All right. Well, then fuck y'all. I'm not defending my title then. Uh, okay, that's fine. Then I guess it's just a two-person trivia, so you can go... No, it's just a non-title match. Why are you protesting this? <laughs> Anyways, alright, so... Because we had this great debate about this topic on the host thread this week, and now we're not going to... Uh, we're taking the one of the better debates we've had all week and not giving it to the fans, but that's well, okay, guys. We'll do it next week. Okay. We'll have less to talk about. We won't have a giant fucking Saudi Arabian show to talk about, so... That's true. All right, so same fucking Jedi. (laughs) 
Oh, disapproving Troy face. So, <laughs> all right. So, oh, so, I know, I know it well. So, same, same general idea as last time. We're going to start off. Now, this is going to be shorter trivia because anyway, we have a lot to talk about. Um, but we are going to start with our, our roundtable of, of guessing people, and then move on to a couple of questions. Um, so, this time, we are going to start off talking about the WWE Tag Team Championships. Now, this is not the World Tag Team Championships that Demolition won and were retired in 2010. This is what is the current Raw Tag Team Championships. Understand? Yeah. Okay. Everyone good? Okay. What superstars, single guys, not full tag teams, what superstars have won the WWE Tag Team Belts when they were the WWE Tag Team Belts and the Raw Tag Team Belts? Understand? As, as a unit, like what team singles nope. guys have teamed up, or just 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 uh, some just of these guys? Some team. of these guys are teams. Were teams both times, but other ones were a team with somebody else, and then a team with somebody else. So it's who single guys? So name a superstar that was Raw Tag Champ and WWE Tag and Champ. WWE Tag Team Champion. Yeah. Okay. 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 Ginger, do you understand that? Yeah, I'm just thinking already. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to start with Jason. The one that jumps to my mind immediately is Kofi Kingston. You are correct. Sal. Jimmy Uso. What was that? Jimmy Uso. Incorrect. Really? Yes. Jimmy Uso never won the WWE Tag Team title. No. They won the Raw Tag Team belts. No, but even before that. No. Nope. They were never the WWF. Right. Ginger. Uh, throwing this out there, Evan Bourne? Incorrect. Evan Bourne was not around when the brand split happened. <laughs> uh, Jason. The Miz. Incorrect. That's not true. He held one with Morrison and he held one with uh, Big Show. And those were both WWE. No, one was Raw, one was SmackDown. No, it wasn't. He's talking about Raw since 2016, the brand split. Raw. Tag team. The Red Belts. Correct. Oh, okay. Fuck that. All right. <laughs> and again, oh, I still think the okay. Usos were tag team champions. Well, in, fuck. Then can I have that pick back? Then I would like my pick back. Well, hold on. I have to. I have to prove that Sal, despite the fact that I went through this whole thing, and then I can have my pick back. Correct. <clears throat> I understand if you didn't understand it. Okay. It was. It was different. Okay. So. Raw Tag Team Champions, because that's the lineage that we're looking at here. Okay. Da, 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 da. They haven't been on Raw. This is their first run on Raw. See, and, and that is what I'm trying to explain to Sal, and he thinks that that is not the case. They have no, not it, won it, it, the Raw right, Tag Team right. Championships. They have won the he's SmackDown right. Tag Team Championships. Yeah. Numerous Mul multiple times. times. And they have won the okay. WWE Tag Team Championships, but they okay. they were drafted to SmackDown in the very oh, originally first they were drafted. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. I so, thought they so, were moved during a sub sub All right. All right. Now back to me getting Chase. my turn back. Yes. Uh, Biggie. Correct. Sal. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, Cesaro. Correct. Ginger. Xavier Woods. Jesus fuck, fucking Christ! I was Christ. Gonna how? See if that was gonna... 
I was going to see if that was getting back. To me. Dude, if you, if you had said anyone other than Cesaro, I was going to be internet slap you across the face. Like, they gave you two of the New Day members. They're no, they're man. Shit. Uh, Jason. Seamus. Incorrect. Seth. What? That's not, no, that's not, no, no, I'm, I'm going to fight you on that one. All right. They had the Raw belts into, into WrestleMania, and then they won the SmackDown tag titles. Because the bar lost the titles to uh, Braun Strowman and John Cone's kid. And, and when, then they moved to SmackDown and they won the SmackDown tag titles. We're not talking about the SmackDown championships. We're talking about the WWE tag team Did he have the WWE tag team championship? No, he had the Raw tag team championship. He never had it before it was the Raw tag team championships. It's the same lineage. It's the same belts. <laughs> He's talking about pre-brand split and then raw post-brand split. Well, the, the, yeah, except the, no, all right. So, which belts are we talking about? The red, the red straps that we got currently. Yep. Yep. And then the black with the bronze pennies. Right. And the first time that Sheamus was a tag team champion for these belts was when he and Cesaro beat the New Day after the brand split. He never had them before the brand split. It's the same belts. They just became the Raw Tag Team belts when they did the brand split. I'm saying, who won before and after the brand split? But Cesaro was both because Cesaro won with not only Sheamus, but he won with Tyson Kidd back in whatever. So it's, it's it's the penny belts all the way. And even before that, it's the old ones that uh, um, that like Air Boom had and the new Nexus and shit like that. Okay. You're not getting a second one of that one. Sal. Uh, Kofi Kingston. Already said. Oh, fuck. Um, Matt Hardy. Correct. By the way, Troy won. Ginger. You already said I had a fucking. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Correct. Jason. God damn. Um, fuck. Uh, Chris Jericho. Incorrect. Sal. Seth. Rollins. That is correct. Ginger. Last chance. D- Dean Ambrose. Incorrect. Fuck. Dean Ambrose was not take oh. champion. It was Roman Reigns. In it. But Roman Reigns fuck. hasn't won either. The other two people, Drew McIntyre... Because he had it with Dolph, and he had it before um, 
back when he was... Who was he fucking with? Not with 3MB. God, I hope not. Um, where the fuck is he? Hold on, let me find him. Um, the fuck stable was he at? I'm trying to remember myself. Well, you said stable. You know what? Now that it brings back... Oh, was it when with the... Um... Cody Rhodes, sorry. Oh, okay. Yes. Same with Cody Rhodes. And the other one, Curtis Axel. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. Jason. Which single superstar has the longest combined time as tag champion? Kofi Kingston? Correct. Sal. Which... You okay over there, buddy? <laughs> oh, me? No. Uh, Ginger was doing something. Uh, oh, Sal. Give him a layup. <sighs> which single superstar has the most reigns as tag team champion. Matt Hardy. Incorrect. Ugh. Cesaro with five. Mm. Hello? Ginger. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Which team... <laughs> which team won and lost the belts on the same episode of Raw? Seth and Dean? No. John Cena and The Miz. I don't even fucking remember that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> That's what we call a deep cut. Okay. Now, now for something that you 100% had not fucking challenged me on. Jason, who has won Money in the Bank? Man and female. Who has won Money in the Bank? Like, ever? Yes. This is the complete list of people who have won Money in the Bank, men or women. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Jack Swagger. Fucker. (laughs) (laughs) I like we just had this pay-per-view and you choose Jack Swagger as the first (laughs) interview. Sal. CM Punk. That's correct. Ginger. John Cena. Jason. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Kennedy. Mm. That's right. Actually, the same way I wrote on here. It's Al. Edge. Correct. Ginger. Uh, uh, fucking Randy Orton. Fucking Randy Orton. Yes, correct. Uh, Jason. The Miss. Correct. Sal. Daniel Bryan. Correct. Ginger. Adolf Ziggler. That is correct. Jason. Kane. Correct. Who is he? Uh, Sal. Ron Strowman. Correct. Brock Lesnar. Correct. Jason. Alberto Del Rio. Alberto. Ooh, good one. Del Taco. Sal. <laughs> Baron Corbin. Ginger. Alexa Bliss. Correct. Jason. Damien Sandow. Holy Sal. shit, good one. Rob Van Dam. Correct. Ginger. Oh shit. Uh, Carmella. Correct. Twice. Uh, Jason. Bailey. Shit! Sal. Um. 
How many are we have left? Three people left. Okay. Oof. Um. Oh. Seamus. Correct. Yes. Ginger. Oh, fuck me. Um, oh, been said. What? No, I'm talking to myself. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's the last go around anyway, so you don't have to have a guess anymore. It's just Ginger. Oh, okay. All right. You got two people left. Fuck. Looks like you're taking a shit, Ginger. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> well, I don't think I need that. <laughs> Get that one out of your head. Yep. I'm giving you five seconds. No, that's fine. Yeah. Four. Three. Two. One. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Can I say it? Bonus points. Whoever whoever gets it going. Sad. Oh my god! And Dean Ambrose. Did you die there, Jason? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? I, I, we're doing with the one time we're doing bonus points in this entire tournament. Like no, we just, haven't done no, that I'm, for any of these. No, I'm no it was it was for shit to me because <laughs> I didn't actually right. get points. Yeah, with seventy. Uh, all right, <clears throat> Jason. Yeah. My favorite cash in. I'm so disappointed <laughs> in myself. I love the Dean Ambrose question. <laughs> I don't think that was the one he was talking about. Yeah, I know. How many times has the briefcase been used to cash in on the WWE Championship? Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus. Don't worry, buddy. You're next. <laughs> I know. I have no fucking earthly idea. Jason is not going through the history in his mind. Twelve. Close. Ten. Ooh, fuck. Hey, hey, Sal. How many yeah. times has the briefcase been used on the World Heavyweight Championship? <laughs> Twelve. Incorrect. Eight. Oh, wow. I'm gonna say eight, too. Son of a bitch. Ginger, for a chance to not win this. <laughs> Two people share the record for number of Money in the Bank ladder matches that they have been in. Who are they? Edge and Kane. Incorrect. Fuck! Both incorrect or one? I don't want to say it because I'm going to give you a chance now. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I want to say Kane is one of them. And... Second one. Oh my god. Hey, 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 hey. Head I just, down over there. I sent him a dick pic, I'm sorry. <sighs> it's maybe a strange guess, but Kofi Kingston? You are correct, sir. 
Wow. Oh, nice. I thought it was Orton. No, I, I just remember Co- anytime they need somebody to do a stupid spot off a ladder, they called Coke. <laughs> so I just. All right. So. Mm. Four people. This is the last question, by the way. Four people have won the Money in the Bank in the only Money in the Bank match they were entered in. Do you understand that statement? Four people. So, in other have... words, they, they were in one Money in the Bank and they happened to win that match. Correct. Okay. Give me one of them. Kennedy. Incorrect. Oh. Damn it! <laughs> he was, a he was in another one? Yes. Jesus Christ, I thought he was fired by then. Oh, no, he was in the next year because he said he was going to win it, and he yeah. didn't. That's right. Sandow was one, right? No, Sandow was in two. Uh, Jack Swagger. Nope, he was in more than one as well. Uh, this was harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, there's, there's one very obvious one. Oh, Bailey. Seth. No, Bailey. Bailey was Wait, oh. are we just free-falling right now? John Cena? <laughs> it is because Jason won, by the way. Uh, of course. John, John Cena, Seth Rollins, yep. Braun Strowman, and Brock Lesnar. Motherfucker. Uh, I'm surprised nobody got Brock Lesnar. Oh, Strowman didn't get in this year, that's right. Yeah, technically he wasn't. So that will take us then to our independent dates. Lucky Pro Wrestling presents Star Clash 6 on Saturday, June 15th. That is this Saturday. At the Elks Hall. One, nope. Uh, in Clinton, Mass., tickets for this event are just $50 for four-pack, or, or a four-pack is just $50. That's $15. Four-pack is $50, because I am slurring my words. <laughs> the main event will be a title versus title, champion versus champion, as the LPW champion Vern Vicala with Jillian Lay takes on the LPW Hardcocks champion Randy Shaw with Mr. Brian Cairo. The LPW Women's Championship will be on the line as Alicia, Alicia, sorry, Alicia Edwards <laughs> takes on Isana. LPW Tag Team Championship is aligned as the Bitter Club with Mr. Brian Cairo. Apparently, Brian's everywhere. We'll take on Royce Bishop and the Patriot with Danica. Shea Cash and Davey Cash will take each other on in a street fight. Adira and Davian will fight each other, as well as Kellen Thomas versus the versus Club Cam versus Nico Silva. You can come see the Rundown's own Adam Salzer, the man who dared to work. Go to LuckyProWrestling.com/starclash-dash-six.html. Atlantic Pro Wrestling presents Summer Super Summer Smash on Saturday, August 17th from the Newbury Port Elks Lodge at 25 Low Street, Newbury, Mass. Doors open at 545. Bell time is at 630. Get your tickets now for VIP packages as they are selling fast, and the VIP package gets you into a very special meet and greet that we'll tell you about in just a moment. Reserved front row seats are $20. Reserved second row seats, $15. Advanced general admission, $12, and it's 15 at the door. Individual ticket purchases do not grant entrance to the meet and greets. You must purchase a VIP package to attend those. The main event for the APW Heavyweight Championship, Ring of Honor star Brawler Malonis comes, returns to APW to challenge the champion, Dynamite Danny Miles. The APW New England title will be on the line as former champion Vern Vi- Callow challenges Demon Ortiz in a return after a long hiatus from Atlantic Pro Wrestling. The retrosexual Anthony Green with his platinum honeys return to take on the mass hole Mike McCarthy. Also appearing on this show will be former NXT and WWE superstar Simon Gotch, a.k.a. Simon Grimm. Also, Brawler Malonis will be bringing Future of Honor stars to APW as we feature the debuts of Brian Johnson, Rayo, and Dante Caballero. 
all of those people, Grim, Malonis, and the Future of Honor stars will be doing the meet and greet. You can get your pictures and your autographs all you want. For more information, go to Facebook.com slash Atlantic Pro Wrestling. The company that known piece of shit Todd Sopel called the best company in a 40-mile radius, PBD's top independent wrestling company, The Proving Ground, returns to the PBD Knights of Columbus on Saturday, August 31st for Level 5. Ring of Honor superstar brawler Brian Malonis faces off with the so-called King of Monsters, Kevin Giles. The Proven Ground Championship will be on the line when current champion, the ace, Mike Montero, steps into the ring with longtime rival, the PGOG, Derek Conway. King Leon the Sixth and Corinne Mink will get married live in the ring. All that and much more, except known piece of shit, Todd Sopel. He ain't booked Terry on August 31st. And that does it for the rundown for this Thursday, June 13th, 2019. Please rate us five stars and review, and we will read your reviews on air. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rundown Wrestling. Email the show your dick pics via Rundown Wrestling at gmail.com. Go to Instagram.com slash Rundown Wrestling. YouTube.com slash Rundown Wrestling to see all of our live recordings. Leave us a voicemail at 617-863-6967. That's 61Rundown7. We are on Patreon. You can head over to Patreon.com slash Rundown Wrestling to become a Patreon. Uh, right now, we have been releasing our some of our Patreon content that was from the past. Um, slowly, so that way you can get a little bit of a taste. And maybe once Mark Henry. Go, maybe you can... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all, all of the upcoming... Uh, Patreon specials that we have coming out on the live feed. You could listen to right now if you became a Patreon. Um, you can check out our website rundownwrestling.com for information on all of our great shows such as the Nitromania podcast, Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, Making the Great, NXT Revisited, Twat Magic, and WrestleMania Salvation. You can listen to our friends Brawler Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to facebook.com slash the WPN or the DBWPAN.com. Check out our friend Justin Michaels on his show Yesterland Waltz. Go to yesterlandwaltz.com or watch on your Roku through the RNTV app or the 24-7 Retro app. You can follow our hosts on Twitter at jstuart0920, at rockstartroy. You see as I tried to get uh, blocked by Todd Supple. I'm sorry, no piece of shit Todd Supple. Uh, Did you really? No, not yet, but I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania Sal, at the Salzer Effect, at Realist Tommy, at Johnny Adlog, at Ginger19876, at Hurry Up and Cruiser, and at Kendra Lust. I just looked at something with her today. That's kind of ironic. Yeah. Thanks to all Such of you. Did you say ironic or erotic? <laughs> Both. Both. Thanks to Jason for joining us. Thank you. Thanks Pleasure to Sam. be back. Thank you, Troy. Thanks to Ginger. Thank you very much, guys. It was and fun. Fuck Todd Sopel. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Next week, we continue to pledge ourselves to pictures of Alexa Bliss. So I guess that means that we will see you next Thursday. And we will see your ass next time. Bye. Bye-bye.
Incredible. Once again, back here's the incredible. 